welcome back for another exciting episode of the Afternoon Morning Show. My name is Chris Mueller. I am joined, as always, by Vinny Kiamko Yap. Good morning, everyone. Hey, Vinny, where can people find you on the social medias? Uh, they can find me on Instagram and on Twitter. Twitter. Twi- Twitter. Wow. On Twitter at Vinifred. That's V-I-N-N-A-F-R-E-D. Yeah, and you can find me at C. Mueller Tweets on Twitter or at EverydayCatholic.com. The Afternoon Morning Show is brought to you by EverydayCatholic.com. We make Catholic media that you want to watch. Ba-ba-ba-ba! EverydayCatholic.com. Hey guys, uh, welcome back. So last episode we talked at length about the scandals going on in the church. I can say with some uh, some excitement we do not plan to talk about that on this episode of the Afternoon Morning Show. But as we are prepping, so I had my mind, and Vinny, just to let you know, so Vinny, you're a bit of an outdoorsman, is that correct? I love the outdoors. Some days I like to go hiking. A lot of times I have to mentally work myself up to go hiking, but spending time outdoors, I love. So you are an Eagle Scout? Yes, sir. I am not. Uh, but I do love the outdoors. And mm-hmm. so we, uh, my son and I had just gone off on this adventure with family and friends into the wilderness of Ma- uh, Wyoming, which is very wild and nest. The, wi- the wild Wyoming? The wildness of Wyoming, which is, you know, it's funny. Wyoming, I always thought Wyoming was all beautiful. It is a very limited part of Wyoming that is beautiful. <laughs> it's um, just a pocket of... I've not of, been to Wyoming. It's kind so. of like a windswept wasteland for a lot of the state. And then you get these kind of in the western side, kind of northwestern region. There's like mountains and it's gorgeous. Okay. But, um, anyway, so we went to the gorgeous part. We did some crazy hikes. So I thought we'd talk about overcoming adversity and the need of men to sort of engineer adversity. Anyways, yes. we'll talk about that. But as we were prepping for the show, you saw a tweet... About Sephora's selling witch. This is weird because it's Vinny and I are dudes and we're talking about a makeup company. But um, Which is not above us before because in one of our episodes we did talk about um, essential oils. That's true. So well, and the cult thereof. Yes. So, yeah. Um, so episode. following, I guess, in suit of another occult, not some, well, cult. Occult. Yeah, speaking of cults. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I will give, can I give a shout out to the person who... Yeah, shout them out. Um, so as a I was hip hop radio station, we're doing shout outs now. Drop, drop a name, drop some knowledge. Word. Um, as I was scrolling through my Facebook feed, um, something that was posted by a gentleman um, whose name is David Calavita. Um, gentleman, gentleman. The David Calavita. The David Calavita. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, if you know who he is, awesome. If you don't, uh, check him out. On um, Instagram and on Twitter, if he has one. I don't know exactly what he still has. Um, But he posted something about Sephora in October basically saying that they were going to sell an entry-level witch kit that has a crystal and some sage in it along with some skincare products. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I I think... We are safe to say that the United States is is a post Christian society, and that and and that and that we are not quite as far down the road as much of the rest of the world, but yeah. we're entering into a post Christian phase. Yeah, I and and I totally agree with that, but I think the fall into it is going to be much faster for us than a huge chunk of the world, just because of how fast. Information does travel here in the U.S. I think it's taking us a little bit to get there, but I think it's going to fall. Right, the rate fast. of everything's yeah. faster because of social media and mm-hmm. all of those things. And so, you know, when when the Harry Potters 
books came out. I remember <laughs> it was that argument between like, well, would you let your kids read it? And is it Christian? Is it not? Is it not? And oh no, Harry Potter has Christian themes in it. So it's good for the children or, oh no, it's the devil's <laughs> playground and it's going to lead them straight to hell. Um, and I remember saying at the time that I think it, it's, it's a slippery slope, right? Yeah. And one of the things I pointed out to, and I, and I still point out to, is if you look at how they market the Harry Potter books a lot of times, particularly at the height, they would have them on a stand where they would have the books, and then they would also have, like, a spell book, yeah. right? Like, oh, ha, 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 and, like, Ouija boards and tarot mm-hmm. cards, right? Because they had all of this kind of occult stuff that kind of went along yeah. with the books. And I said, what well, the problem here is we're desensitizing a generation yeah. of children to witchcraft, yeah. which as a Catholic, we believe is a thing. Um, read the Lorica of St. Patrick sometime, the breastplate of St. Patrick, and find out how he is praying against like wizards and mm-hmm. witches and spells and curses. This is stuff that we believe is true. And if you've ever read, and I and I it's it honestly will keep you up at night. There's a book called The Exorcist Tells His Story, uh, in which the the guy who was the head exorcist in Rome actually talks about his experiences. Um, you, what you're going to see is that the occult is, is real. It is very real. Um, and there's some, you don't want any part of it. In mm-hmm. Sephora's, you know, this is obviously a, a Halloween promotional item thing and ah, ha, ha, it's, yeah. you know, evil. Um, and I think there's a lot of people who are going to buy into this crap who are going to find themselves attached to a demon and they didn't know it. You well, know, and absolutely. there's your danger. Well, and and here's in, in reading the article that that was posted about it. Um, first off, people are being absolutely swindled at this because not only do you get this this um, crystal sage and some skincare products for a hundred and fifty dollars, but you also get the chance of possibly meeting your very own demon. Yeah. Um, Yay. Only $150 like, to meet I think, your own demon. <laughs> and and then on top of that, they you know, they've they've got these I don't know what it is, but like on the front of this cover of whatever it is, it's got kind of a stylized version of what would basically looks like and is being described as like tarot cards right tarot cards right divining uh you know seeking to know the future type stuff and yeah so am i saying every person who gets one of these kits is going to find themselves um with some sort of uh demonic oppression or god forbid possession no what i'm saying is you're opening a door and you don't know what comes through um, and that we just, as a, as a believer in Jesus Christ or as any sane human being, you just don't want to play with the devil. Yeah. You really don't. And yeah, I think this is a, a broader conversation about like the, uh, the Catholic worldview and things seen and unseen. Mm. You know, we talk about that in the creed, you know, yeah. like I believe, um, and I think the language was changed. It isn't things seen and unseen. It's visible and invisible now. Yeah. Right. Um, but what we profess is that we believe in the supernatural. Mm-hmm. Like we believe in angels. Yeah. Um, you have an angel. I have an angel, mm-hmm. right? A guardian angel. There's a guardian angel that looks Which, over. Shout out to them. Cause man, I know mine's wearing a helmet. Oh my guy. So. Yeah. I, you know, but then, so what does an angel do? Um, and Peter Kreft has a great book on this. And Peter Kreft is one of my it's favorite. It's Kreft, Peter Kreft? I've always heard Kreft. I've also heard Kreft. I believe when I've heard Kreft. him, however, it is Kreft. Okay. Um, he's phenomenal. But uh, I've got, I looked at my bookshelf and if there's any one author, I've got the most books by Peter Kreft um, on my bookshelf. Um, he's the most representative of my, of my philosophy, theology oh. writers. Um, 
great book called Angel and Demons. And he talks about, and he, and he leans heavily on St. Thomas Aquinas, known as the angelic doctor. Perhaps you didn't know that. Well, now you do. Uh, but what, what angels can do, for the most part, is they inspire, right? And mm. so... Uh, for instance, you're headed down your favorite path of sin and you're like, well, I'm going to get my sin on, you know, and you're kind of contemplating it. And all of a sudden worship music pops in your head and you're struck by the incongruity of the worship music mm. and what you're on your way to do. Who was singing that in your ear? Yeah. Well, it's it's very possible it was your guardian angel, right? Um, or you're maybe you're getting ready to surf the web and look at inappropriate things and all of a sudden the internet goes down and you go, mm. whoa, that's weird. That happens a lot lately. And you go, oh, well, that's because your guardian mm. angel is is holding the wires within his mouth right now. Okay. You know, and so they they whisper inspirations. They they intercede on our behalf. They quite literally fight against demons mm. on our behalf. You know, you look at the book of Daniel and uh, I believe it can't, it, the, there's a prophet, an angel sent to Daniel but it, it takes a long time getting there. And, and, and so when he eventually gets there, he, he says, well, I know I, I was wrestling with the, the demon, essentially, that, that's over Egypt. And Michael had to come. Or Gabriel, yeah, Gabriel. Michael had to come to fight on my behalf. So then I flew to, so I could get here. So sorry, I was delayed. I was, I was in, mm. in dour combat, essentially. Um, so that's what angels do. But here's the thing. Demons are the same substance as angels. So when we talk about creation, mm, yeah. right, here there's, okay. there's, you know, angels and demons are the same stuff. It's just demons are bad angels. Whereas angels has comp- have accepted God completely and are completely faithful, demons have rejected him completely and are completely unfaithful. And the demons hate God. That's, that's you know, not no news. They hate God, but they're impotent to do anything against God because God's all powerful. There's no equality here. There's not like the devil balances out Jesus yeah. or somehow, right? Um they hate God, but you're creating the image and likeness of God. So you look like him. Yeah. You remind them of him. They can't hurt God, but they can hurt mm-hmm. you. And so that's that's what so demons, just like an like an angel can whisper inspiration, a demon seeks to get your agreement on his story of creation, yeah. who you are. And so um, you know, demonic influence would be that that sort of whisper of you're not good enough. You look in the mm-hmm. mirror and that the litany of I'm not good enough, I'm not big enough, I'm not strong enough, I'm not this enough. When God's saying, You're my beloved, you know, your name is mine, right? Your name is saved, yeah. your name is um, uh, precious in my sight. The demon's whispering all those things you're not. A demon takes a lie and he twists it, or a truth and he twists it to his version, yeah. right? And so, like in the Garden of Eden, what does a snake do? He lies to Eve, but he subtly does yeah. it, right? And he says, um, you know, is it true that God said you can't eat from any of the yeah. trees in the garden? Well, that's not what God said, yeah. but he twists it to make God seem uh, unreasonable, yeah. right? And that's that's the thing. And so this Sephora kit, and sorry, I'm monologuing here. This bit, Sephora okay. kit, like what you're doing is you're giving that, you're, you're inviting and giving yeah. a demon or demons influence in your yeah. life, you know, and you're giving them permission. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's fun. It's something Hell, that... Come and know. Something that I had recently heard and honestly i don't know why i can't remember where it came from but the reality of like demons can't create its own truth or like can't create truth because truth is of god right god like, is truth and and the way and the so truth the in life. only thing that they can do is take the truth about something and like you said twist it right. just off kilter enough so like in in terms with this the truth is that this exists yep the truth is that this exists. Um, but I think where it's being twisted 
is whether it's real or not. Right. You know, what uh, Thomas Aquinas uh, famously defines truth as the conformity of the mind and a thing. So mm. the, confor- the conformity of what you think in the reality of the thing, right? What a demon wants to do is twist that. So what you believe isn't actually representative of the truth. Yeah. So for instance, um, someone caught in... Um, depression, right? Then I'm not saying all depression is demonic. However, if it's you have a cl- part, underlying part of it. Well, if you have an underlying clinical situation, a demon's going to exploit that yeah. and whisper, right? And so there is a spiritual battle to fight along with a clinical mm. depression. I'm not saying they're exclusive. The church doesn't say that, right? But you want to fight the spiritual battle. Um the twisting of the truth is that you can't see the reality of how valuable, how precious, how loved you mm. are, right? And the de- a demon's going to whisper into that, saying you're worthless, there's no hope, you're hopeless, you're unlovable. You know, all of those lies, and he gains power when we make agreement with him. John Eldridge has a great book, Waking the Dead, that talks about the power of agreements um, and breaking agreements. Um, and so so two, two book recommendations so far. You've got Angel and Demons, Peter Kraft, and John Eldridge, Waking the Dead. Um, but... You know, so I, I just, this is just such a terrible thing, Yeah. you know? Um, and again, I'm a third recommendation. Um, I, I talked about Harry Potter and immediately half the audience was like, turn him off. Oh, he's yeah. an evil. Ah, How dare you come ah, against our bad. I hate that's great fiction. It is, but at age appropriate yeah. times, right? That's where I go for it. Peter, uh, Michael O'Brien has a book called landscape with dragons where he talks about the power of symbolism, um, and the power of story. Um, and, it, and in some ways it shaped my opinion, uh, on some of these issues, but you know, age appropriately, like my daughter who's in seventh grade, could she read Harry Potter? Probably. Yeah. And, and cause she's more formed. Um, would I let my nine year old read it? Probably not because she's less formed. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, so let me put it this way. I, I, I kind of acknowledge that at some point my daughters were, will wear two piece, ba- two piece bathing suits. Yeah. It's very hard to, to stop that. And they'll make those choices for themselves someday. And they probably will. Right. However, my goal is that when they do, if they do, they're going to put on a two piece bathing suit and be like, huh. Yeah. You know, just like when my son had to put a speedo on for the first time for water polo, he was like, ah, this is, he felt really silly. He felt uncomfortable. When my kids are exposed to the occult, I want their gut reaction to be, Ugh. yeah. You know I mean, like uh, for me, I was raised with a real sensitivity to that. So that as a teenager, I would walk into a store like Hot Topic with my, and is that even still around? Hot Topic? Hot Topic is still around and right. it's less, uh, I wouldn't say it's absolutely like less occulty, but it's more pop culture now right. than it was, it was back in like the 90s, vampires which was super 90s. vampire. Yeah. I, no, I this is more like, like fandom now than anything else. So now it's hot topic. It's like I would walk into that store and I'd get like, um, gels, like the heebie jeebies. Yeah. And I'd be like, no, this isn't, I'm out. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I just, you know, because there's a sensitivity to like, that's like, there's evil here, Yeah, you know? Um, and I feel like, you know, when my kids encounter the occult, witchcraft, divination, all of those things, I don't want them to go, oh, it's like oh, Harry Potter. Yeah. I want them to go, oh, this is a gateway to hell, and yeah. I want no part of it. Um, so that's kind of my position on those things. So I, I, you look at like, well, Sephora, it's a, it's a, it's a Halloween sort of thing, and we're just getting with the season, and it's just a, it's just a promotion. It's just something we're doing right now. Yeah, no, it's not. Um, Noel Garcia, uh, are you familiar with her? Not specifically. So she's a speaker, really good. Um, I worked with her in NorCal, a uh, okay. NorCal this summer, and uh, and she was telling a story about they had painters in their house, mm-hmm. 
And she was, or no, cleaners. They're cleaners mm. in her house. And she was like, oh, they're so, it was amazing. They're cleaning so great. Mm. And my husband comes into the house and he goes, what's going on? And she's like, oh, the cleaners are here. They're awesome. And look how great they're doing. And he's like, we need to get them out of our house right now. And she's like, why? And he goes, I've never seen so much occult crap on the back of someone's car in my life. Something, basically the effect. Like there's all kinds oh. of demonic things. Turns out the guy was like a, like a priest of like a demonic. Like a Satanist priest? Yes, essentially. What? And um, so she's talking to them as a good mm. Catholic trying to share the gospel. Whoa. And somehow Ouija boards came up uh, offhandedly. And this guy was the, the, the demonic priest was like, oh man, don't touch those, dude. I, that is bad stuff. Like I have to seal so many of those. And you're like, dude, so the, the, the Satanist priest the Satanist is, priest saying, is don't. saying don't mess with Ouija boards. Does that make sense? So <laughs> and he probably Wiccan is how he described probably. Himself. Yeah. Um, so here's the thing. Like if you're listening to us go on and me and particularly go on about this, like as a believer in Jesus Christ, we accept that there are things seen and unseen. Mm. And if you read the catechism, it speaks, catechism 409 talks about a battle that's going on. Mm. It talks about dour combat, right? Um, if you read the gospel, you know, or, or probably the book of Revelation, you'll see a battle breaks out in the heavens, right? Um, that's that's the playground here, guys. Like we were born into a world at war. There are forces aligned that yeah. hate God, that can't yeah. hurt him, but can't hurt you. Yeah. And you're the battleground. Yeah. So don't invite evil uh-huh. into your life. Don't do it. Don't play with it. Don't minimize it. And err on the side of being yeah. radically against as opposed to being like desensitized to. Something that I, as we were talking, something that I was thinking about that I just kind of drew lines to is um, ladies, Grant, you know, this is Sephora. This is some place that, Chances are you're going to buy your makeup. You're taking your little sisters to go and buy makeup. Um, this is an attack on womanhood. Honestly, like let's 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 think about this. And this is, I mean, shoot me down, Chris, if I'm if if I'm off kilter here somewhere. Okay. But women bring life. Women bring life. Like there's there is nothing stronger than when a man and woman come together, especially under the rule of God to bring good life into the world. And if this isn't an attack spiritually on women to affect that somehow, I don't know what is. Yeah. Like that's, that is, I think for me thinking about it, that's the more dangerous part is because I know faithful women who shop at Sephora. I don't know how many times I've been with friends who have been like, yo, I need to go pick up makeup and found myself in Sephora. Like, wow. I've never found myself in Sephora, mostly because I would be like, you'd be like trying to put a cat in a bathroom. Yeah. I'd be well, like, and like I walk, I walk in and immediately start to like hive because of all the smells and everything in, <laughs> in yeah. the air. But no, like, I don't know. The more we're talking about this, the more I, I feel like this is an, an attack, a spiritual attack. You know, it's interesting. You women. look at this, the age we're in, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you look at the St. Michael prayer famously given to the church to, as, as the church was in prophetically, I can't remember which Pope, I always blank on this one. I'm terrible with names and facts. Um, but basically Pope comes out prophetically and says, you know, there will be a time of great persecution. Yeah. You know, we're praying against this demonic attack and that's the St. Michael prayer. John Paul II comes out with the theology of the body. Um, very in a very timely manner mm. um, at a point right before we descend into the chaos of, 
you know, gender fluidity and, mm-hmm. and all of the, the, the weird sort of gender politics ideology that we're in right now. Mm. And he says, no, this is the truth about who you are. Uh, you know, the, the theology of the body, the body in the union of man and woman was, is not evil. It's not bad. It's beautiful. It's sacred. And it's an imaging of the Trinity. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and all of these things, but you look at where he came out with that. And then you, you know, that's in the eighties, right? And now we, here we are in the two thousands and you know, the, 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 uh, the teens and we see the rampant rise of pornography. We see uh, the cheapening of sexuality. STDs are at an all-time high mm-hmm. now, um, like literally all-time high. Um, births outside of wedlock, they get like forty-plus percent mm-hmm. of births are outside of wedlock. Um, you know, you look at all those things and and the rise now. The open, like I've I've been kind of watching how like the occult has just sort of come out of the shadows, right? And and this thing yeah. that we're trying to we're trying to they're they're trying to erect and and have in some cases demonic monuments, um, you know, yeah. under the guise of atheism, right? And so we're we're really truly like it's as as a Christians we can't pretend it's not happening. We can't. We have to look around the world and say, holy poop, there's there's a there's a war. Um, there's a demonic attack mm. that's happening on our culture, and we need to take arms in this fight. And our arms are real simple. It's prayer, it's fasting, it's the rosary, um, it's spiritual reading, and it's and it's protecting our kids. It's doing things like yeah. putting, you know, things like covenant eyes on our home networks or on our devices to protect us from the influence of those things Absolutely. on the web. Amen. Right? It's it's saying about literature, like Oh, maybe it all isn't good fun, but what's the po- but, cost in the mm-hmm. desensitizing of my child to these things? Um, it's saying to a company like Sephora, hey, that's not funny. Yeah. I'm not shopping there anymore because I think you're doing this. I don't think you understand what you're doing. I'm giving you a benefit of the doubt, but I ain't playing. Yeah. You know? Um, and I think as Catholics, we have to start taking this seriously because mm-hmm. there are already, um, already we see casualties in this war. Um, already the majority of the people you encounter are walking wounded in this war. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the, yes, there's always been sin, but the openness of depravity uh, mm. is, I, I just, I don't know that I've ever in modern history, we've had depravity be so open. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. There was a statistic we looked at on the trending show yesterday. And, and, and this is where I kind of along these lines, there's a tendency to go, what's well, always been this way. Right, like yeah, oh, well, you know no, what? Absolutely, no. It's just that now people know that porn, that people are looking at porn, but people have always, always looked at porn. porn. Yeah, or it's just that now we know that people are having sex out of marriage, but people are always having sex but the, out of but marriage. But it's it's like it's said that oh well because it's always happened that there's right. almost that um, right, like it's okay somehow right because now that people are open about it. Here's an interesting statistic: four percent of births outside of marriage. Uh, pardon me, in 1960, only four percent of people were born outside of marriage. Four percent today, forty plus percent. So to say it's always Whoa. been that way, it hasn't always been that way. There was a major cultural mm-hmm. shift that changed it. It was an attack on the dignity of the human person. We call it the sexual revolution, but that happened and it changed everything. Wow. It wasn't always this way. That I didn't know. That's forty percent increase. Forty percent, right? So yeah, so wow. so. So things have changed and they've changed rapidly and they can change again, mm-hmm. it, but it's going to take, Hey guys, there's 25% of the population roughly is Catholic, right? Well, what if, what if just 10% of us, what if just 10% did, 
just got together and we said, hell no. And we just stopped playing, yeah. right? We just stopped We just stopped doing it. And we just started speaking for sanity. Like, how would that change things? Mm. It, it would change things. Um, but we, too often, how we wring our hands and go, oh, oh it's so terrible. Oh, I wish yeah. we could do something. We can't do anything. But then, oh, it's yeah, so bad. don't. Dude, you're a billion people, Catholic Church. Yeah. Stop acting like you're a minority. You're a majority, right? Mm-hmm. Stop, start acting like it. Um, yeah, I just, it just drives me nuts. Yeah. And okay, if you're a member of the clergy hearing this, dude, it's time to start calling the people of God to radical lives of holiness. Amen. And if some people get pissed off come and walk on, away, then you've done your job. Like, and they'll come back when the tide turns, right? But we have to start calling the people of God to radical holiness. Mm. Like we have to. And that's not a strident following of the rules. It means in, it means a radical fidelity to God. And you know, like that's mm. so it's not about how much you kneel. We're not talking about like the laws in the Old Testament about hand washing. We're talking about people who are going to spend time in prayer and relationship with God and Act on that, oh, right? Like, I wish we had like a button for like, uh, like a big uh, choir. Amen. Yeah, man. That's it's just, that is. It's time, woo. dude. Like, we can't keep Ooh. doing it again. And again, back to the scandal thing from the last episode. Like, it just serves to tell you it's freaking, freaking. time, yeah. right? And uh, so I, you know. Anyway, this is not what we planned on talking no, about. No, but this, this is. Episode. It's still good. I've I been monologuing for the last two episodes. You really have. And I, it's all pent up. Listening a, a little bit. Yeah. Well, and I'm, I I was hoping, I just wanted to make sure that my comment about the whole attack on women wasn't taken so completely out of out of context or I was off kilter somewhere. It's hard to argue that there hasn't been an attack on women. And yeah. I'm not sure any like the Sephora thing. Yeah, I, it is weird. The placement is weird. The I'll pla- say that. But the placement is, I mean. Dude, what the heck does a witchcraft kit belong? How does that belong in a women's makeup store? Yeah. That's just weird. Yeah. But it's it's a Halloween promotion. It's just it's just the fun Halloween thing for $150. What? Yeah, well, again, okay, Halloween promotion. I can walk into a Walmart. Yeah. And they have Halloween promotions and they're not selling those kits. Put some <laughs> put some kunk, pumpkin cake pops out there. You know what I mean? Pumpkin, pumpkin cake, cake pops. pops. Just put those out there. It's just that Halloween promotion. Here, here's your fun pumpkin t-shirt. Happy Halloween. T-shirt. Okay, but no spell kits, yeah. no tarot yeah. cards. But again, is there a war on women? It's, it's funny because Hillary Clinton famously said there's a war on war women, women, right? Yeah. No, dude, that's not the war. The war on that's... women is is the quote unquote sexual revolution. Yeah. It's the rise of pornography. It's the degradation of sex. It's 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 that it's normal now. Um, for women to be expected to act like porn stars yeah. and compete with that crap. Well, and the cheapening know? of motherhood. Oh, absolutely. The cheapening of motherhood. Absolutely. That somehow it's it's like women are are made to feel like they're somehow less if they decide to stay home with their child. Yeah. Right. And I I, I talk about this all the time. Like, my wife is absolutely the brighter and more talented of us. <laughs> right. If someone could go out and make serious cash, it's her like we're we're living on my ministry salary right like and and at this point it's it's all in question because i work for a nonprofit. which if you could support i'd really appreciate it right like because like but but Mm. we put the a-team where the a-team was needed like the future generation right like moms like stop devaluing that right yeah Yeah, you're right women are super capable now i have traditionally been in the home because the super capable one raises the Mm -hmm. next generation does the important work Mm -hmm. and i'm not not to degrade men but like going out to make money that's important it provides food on the table but like the legacy is what you see eating the food that you put on the table and raising them to be healthy people like that's where the that's where the strength of the culture lies that's where the future is so yeah man come on I mean, I mean on, granted, that not everybody's reality is that mom can stay home. But you know what? Like, I I love the way you said that, though. That's the A-team. Like, we're home with the kids. 
Well, yeah. You know, or, or like being more present in that sense, especially as a mother, like that, like why, why does a mother nurse her child for so long until they can, they can get themselves to the point where the kid can almost eat for themselves. Right. Like that's the 18 that you are literally on the ground floor of changing somebody's life to do things on their own. Well, okay. 90% of the time when a child faces crisis at like school or friendships or whatever, mm-hmm. the front line, the first person is going to be mom. mom. Absolutely. 90% of the time. Um, and that doesn't mean dad's not equipped. Dad doesn't play an important role, but that's the front yeah. line. You know what I mean? So put your best, put mm-hmm. your best pieces on the front line, yeah. you know? Um, and, and I'm like, so I, you know, I just, it's just, yeah. Is there an attack on women? Yes. Yeah. Yes, there is. What's the answer? Don't have it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And again, I think, I think the majority of people you meet are walking wounded in this yeah. war. Um, and I, I, I think as a culture, this is kind of digressing. We went from the occult to pornography, but I think they're intertwined. Um, oh, absolutely. I think as a culture, you know, Great Britain is implementing a nationwide filter. They're trying to figure out how to do it, but they've already agreed it has to be done mm. where they're doing like a age wall um, to, for mm. access to pornography. Because so it's realized- not necessarily the lines of censorship, but it's more of just like doing their part and making sure They're that- saying kids should not have yeah. this. And, okay. and all the science backs up to that. Like, you know, the, the brain develops differently when mm. on porn, right? Um, and Great Britain's saying, we, we can't. Like, this is we're, we, this is a crisis. We have to stop this. Um I think the rest of the Western world needs to get on board and, or the rest of the world and say this, we cannot, we just cannot yeah. do this. And if you're a parent listening, um, Matt Frad famously, I love how he says this, you know, you used to have to pay to get pornography. Now you have to pay to not, not get, get pornography. pornography, put a filter, put covenant eyes on your computer. Um, I'm actually doing a talk about this, uh, tomorrow at St. Norbert's in orange. I'm talking about parenting in the internet age and how to, pro- you know, how to protect mm. your kids and raise kids in this hyper connected world that we live in. Um, because it's a war on women but it's also a war on the family it's a yeah. war on men too you know um so. well and 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 i mean on on the side of of men being told that you don't have a right to say anything on how a woman chooses to look and and do those things not saying to be fully controlled but men like in this situation with specifically what we're talking about you have every right to implore your sisters in christ to be like hey let's look at the Let's look at this and know that it's not of God, you know, to call each other to greater, not as a control thing, um, but to really want the best for each other, you know? Right. There was a t-shirt that some starlet wore and we talked about it, you know, um, and it was like, you don't have to dress to dress. You don't have to dress modestly to be respected. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And I would say the male, the good wholesome male response to that is you're absolutely right. And, uh, it doesn't matter how, how, how little dignity you treat yourself with, I'll treat you with dignity. And if you, if you're walking or, you know, and that's how men, if we're going to act like men in our culture, we can't allow, um, ourselves to, to treat women like objects. Mm. And so, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Allie Reisman. If, if a woman wants to dress half naked uh, then men should should treat her like she's fully clothed, mm. right? And should tr- should should really try. And it's tough sometimes to see past the flesh yeah. to the person because it's just somehow the way that men are wired, right? Like we respond to visual things, um, y- you know. And and I think that's. And if you're raising kids, you need to raise kids to to respect the dignity of women, 
yeah. you know, with, whether um, they're a woman or a man, like to respect the dignity of the human person, right? That's an image and likeness of the living God. That is literally an icon of the Lord and needs to be treated as sacred because it is sacred. You are sacred, um, you know? So anyway, well, I don't know where Ooh. we're at minute, Mark. Where are we at? I don't really know, but man. All right, well, we just crossed the 30-minute mark. I think we try to keep the <laughs> afternoon morning to shows the... to 30 minutes. <laughs> Last episode, we went 45, and we were ranting about... This has been two rants in a row, um, but I think well necessary. Rants. Well necessary. And it, man, I think we've been just... There's a lot that we've wanted to talk about that we haven't woo! been able to talk about the last couple of months. So this man. is like, we apologize that this is just us. Like I apologize <laughs> for nothing. I apologize for nothing. <laughs> no, I, I think it's, you know, if you're listening, I, I maybe you're like me. Maybe you're, you're seeing the, the, what's the scandal in the church, the sort of the scandal in our culture. Right. Um, and you're just feeling so like, f- just, ah, and what do we do? And I said it last episode, I'll say it again. All of this just serves to emphasize yeah. that the individual call to holiness has never been greater. Yeah. If yeah. there is a restlessness on your heart because of the things that you're seeing is just frustrating you, then I think God's calling you to to, to help do something yeah. about it, man. Serious. And and you know what? Jesus lived the first 30, year of his, 30 years of his life ordinary, perfectly ordinary, living out holiness in the day-to-day, doing work. Right, and, he, and Jesus, we talk about his dad was a, car, a carpenter. No, Jesus was a carpenter. At thirty, he was a carpenter, right? And he was—he probably made tables. There were people in his town who had Jesus made tables. Mm. Awesome. I wish there were still some of those around. Um, he did work. Yeah. He just did. He was a holy man living out a holy life, do, doing yeah. work, right? And so we can't forget that in those times of frustration, we feel like there's nothing I can do to affect the universal church or the situation in my culture. Yes, you can. You can You can do your work with dignity and treat it with like it's a sacred mm. act because Jesus did work, right? And he's now, because he did it, you can do it. Something's impossible and someone does it. Mm. He did it. So now it's possible for you to do it. Go out and be sacred. Be holy in your daily lives. And that, you know, and again, he didn't just do it. Yes, he did speak. Yes, he did chase money changers out of the temple with a whip. And I'm not saying that's off the table, but the day-to-day, mostly Mm. what we're called to is ordinary lives of holiness. And then listening to the prompting of the spirit as Christ did, so that when we're called to extraordinary Mm. acts in the name Mm. of Jesus, we're ready and prepared to do it. That's our call. Boom. Drop the mic. The Afternoon Morning Show is brought to you by Everyday Catholic. We make Catholic media you want to watch. You can get more information at everydaycatholic.com. And as I mentioned previously, uh, if you like what we're doing uh, and want to support it, you can check out everydaycatholic.com slash donate and be a part of the movement of Everyday Catholic. God bless. We'll catch you guys on the other side. Bye.